Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource and joining me is Andy Astor. He's the CEO of Nephros. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Jeff. Andy, um, for those not familiar with Nephros, can you give us a quick overview of the company? I sure can. Um, we are fundamentally a technology company that provides water filtration and pathogen detection systems, products, to both the medical and the commercial industries. Okay. And I, um, and I can talk more about that, but that's my, uh, that's my sort of 10-second overview. Sure, sure. No, that, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, so how big is the market that you're addressing, and, and where do you fit in? Great question. We are addressing about a billion-dollar market, roughly half medical and half non-medical. And the, the vast majority of what we do has to do with water filtration. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the three areas that we address in water filtration. And again, two of them are on the medical side, which, bring in, which are roughly half-billion-dollar markets, and then one of them is on the commercial side. Okay. Um, and then I can talk separately about a couple of other smaller, newer areas of the company. Sure. On the, on the water filtration in the medical side, our main business, which is roughly two-thirds of our revenue today, is uh, selling to hospitals for the purpose of infection control for immunocompromised patients. And so what we are providing is filters that go on immunocompromised patients' sinks and showers and ice machines so that no matter where the water comes from, no matter what happens to it as it's going through the dirty pipes in the hospital or whatever, when it gets to the patient, all the bacteria and viruses are removed from the water. These are all class two medical device uh, filters, um, and so they're regulated by the FDA. We're okay. currently selling into about 1,000 hospitals in the United States. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty simple business, frankly. It's a recurring revenue business because the filters need to be replaced every three or six months for, uh, for most filters. And, um, and that uh, replacement cycle is determined by the, uh, the clearance that those filters have from the FDA. And so when our customers have a filter, they, they are motivated to replace it because it is, it's a matter of compliance. <clears throat> we also, on the medical side, provide the same technology, the same filters, to the dialysis world where we're filtering the water that, goes, that touches blood uh, in, during dialysis. And we do that both in dialysis clinics and also for dialysis manufacturers of home and portable dialysis machines. And that's a much smaller uh, area for us. It's about, I don't know, roughly a third of the size of the uh, infection control side, but it's, it's, it's got an it's actually our fastest growth area on the medical side right now because when you sell a filter to a hospital, you're selling, you know, one filter or 10 filters or, or whatever to one particular site, whereas when you get a contract with a dialysis manufacturer, everything about that 
you know, it, it's a much more highly leveraged sale. So at any rate, those are the two medical areas for our filtration. And then on the commercial side, we focus on they're, – they're completely different filters. They're non-medical. They're much less expensive. Um, and they're really focused on the removal of taste and odor from water. And they're targeted at um, the quick service restaurant and hospitality or hotels and convenience store markets where there are soda machines and ice machines, juice machines, uh, iced tea and, ju and, um, and related products. And we are in a, a couple of thousand uh, stores like that where we uh, treat the water such that your Coke tastes good, your Pepsi tastes good, your orange juice tastes good. Okay. Now, for the, for the medical side, um, where do you fit in size-wise? Is it a fragmented market? Are you the biggest player or, or what? We're the second biggest player. Um, it is, it is a, a market that is dominated by a large uh, uh, company called Paul Medical, which is a subsidiary of Danaher. Um, they've probably got 80% of the market. They have many, many different products, including the products that we, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the products that we compete with. Um, and it's a pretty classic, there's one, uh, it's a pretty classic monopoly or oligopoly play where there's one or two or three giant um, uh, stalwarts in an industry and there are a couple of disruptors and we are the leading disruptor in this industry, which is a, a pretty common business model in mature industries, such as, in this case, water filters. And what makes you disrupt? Are you competing on price, or what are you competing on? No, we're, we're competing on primarily technology. The competitive filters are um, typically have a pore size of about 200 nanometers or, or or 0.2 microns. And most bacteria gets caught by that, but not all, and certainly not all viruses, which are small. And our filters, instead of being 0.2 micron, are 0.005 microns, or 5 nanometers. So the pore size is 40 times smaller, and it just, um, it's, it's really a, a simple uh, statement. Nothing gets through this. And yet, our flow rate is excellent. It's just as good as a, as a much larger pore size filter, and that's because of the, the way that we build the filters and the way that the, um, uh, the filter membranes are constructed. I can go into that, but it's, it's technical and not really that interesting. So we've got a filter that costs the same roughly per day as a traditional filter with the same flow rate that has much better filtration and a longer life as well. Is there IP around that? There is. It is we, we have about 20 different patents, um, but to be transparent about this, the manufacturing, the manufacturing of these filters, which um, is called hollow fiber manufacturing, hollow fiber membrane manufacturing, um, is, 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 is not a new technology. And so most of our IP is actually in the form of trade secrets, 
which has a lot of advantages over patents and, and other, well, primarily over patents, because there's no time limit on it, and you don't have to show your work. So uh, we have trade secret protection, um, but our uh, performance is well documented. And on the commercial side, I imagine there's much more competition. There is. There are in, instead of one giant, there are two giant competitors. Uh, one is 3M with the uh, Kuno brand, and one is Pantera with the EverPure brand. Um, but there are also lots of other smaller players where we're nowhere close to being in second place in, in this. Um, this is also a newer area for us. We only we acquired a company that named Aether Filters or Aether Water Systems, I should say, back in uh, just three years ago, and um, we're we're just beginning to 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 start to really grow that. In fact, just about a month or so ago, we announced that we had won a major uh, contract with one of the large. Uh, quick service restaurant or QSR chains that everybody's heard of, but it's not public which one it is, um, where we will be in somewhere between two and 3,000 of their locations uh, in the coming months. So um, it is more fragmented. It is more price sensitive. The filters are more commoditized. And in that case, we're really selling filters that are incrementally better but at a much better price and with terrific service. Um, we're known for our customer orientation and for our service, um, uh, the ability to, to just, we always have inventory, we always fulfill orders. Uh, if somebody has a problem, we don't ask questions, we fix the problem. And um, that, that's a reputation that is serving us well. So you mentioned, you know, FDA requires uh, on the medical side. On the commercial side, you know, like for soda fountains, uh, is Coke and Pepsi, are, are they requiring? Oh, yes. Um, the major beverage manufacturers have very firm standards, and it's a, it's a good insight on your part. It's, a, it's an astute question uh, because it is almost like having – uh, regula regulations that you're following because there are standards from from these companies which um, <clears throat> are some of them are actual standards like from NSF or from IAPMO and some of them are just you know if you're going to service our company you, you know you must meet A B and C criteria. Gotcha. So so what's the breakdown of your business now in terms of revenue between medical and commercial? Um, medical is probably 90, somewhere between 90, it's, it's over 90%. The commercial, as I said, is a, is a new area. It's running between 5 and 10, and then there's a couple of, uh, well, there's one primary, very uh, small, very new area in pathogen detection that, that makes up the balance. Okay. Can you touch on that detection business? I'd love to. So... Um, we all know now that we've been through the pandemic what a PCR test, that wasn't true a couple of years ago, what a PCR test is. Um, it's where you take a sample and you um, concentrate it and you put it into a machine which gives a very accurate uh, evaluation of whether uh, the, the target DNA that you're looking for is there. 
And until the last few years, the, the standard for detecting pathogens was called spread plate technology, which we all know from high school science as a Petri dish, where you, you take a water sample and you paint it into some agar in the middle of a Petri dish, and you wait two days to two weeks, depending on what you're looking for, to find out if that, that bacteria or that pathogen is present. With PCR, it happens in 30 minutes. Uh, that, that same evaluation with the same level of accuracy happens much, much faster. And we have um, uh, a, a, what, what is called a, a CDC Elite Certified Laboratory, which we have built over the last couple of years in Reno, Nevada. And we are, and some proprietary technology that we acquired, that is allowing us to be um, extremely productive and extremely efficient in the development and manufacturing of new assays, which is just a fancy word for tests, new tests that detect uh, pretty much all of the pathogens that the CDC worries about and that hospitals and government health departments and centralized testing laboratories are all looking for. And so we're manufacturing these assays and we are selling them into these markets. This is a very new area for us. It's only a couple of hundred thousand dollars of revenue last year, but it was 20-something thousand the year before that. And so it's, um, it's growing by, you know, it's growing very quickly. We expect it to continue to grow. Um, you know, we're, we're expecting at least a couple hundred percent growth this year, if not more. And, um, uh, but as I said, it's a tiny, it's two or three percent of our revenue. Okay. And so what um, marketing channels are you using uh, to reach these customers for, for all the areas? Um, okay. So on the medical side, let's start with infection control. We, we primarily work with what we call distributors, but they're really consultants and water service companies and water treatment professionals who have the job of making water quality of, of in hospitals. They have the contract to improve the water quality in the hospital. And they bring us in either proactively because the hospital wants to ensure that their patients are protected uh, as I said, proactively or uh, reactively if there's an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease or if there's an outbreak of Pseudomonas infections or E. coli infections. And um, um, so we typically, as I said, partner with them. Some of our partners are, um, are different, like Granger is a, is a huge partner of ours that they sell everything, but their health solutions in medical, uh, in medical environments, there are, nephros is a very big part of them, or is an important part of, of their healthcare solutions. On the dialysis side, it's more direct, although we also uh, do work with uh, water quality people there. And on the commercial side, it's, it's quite direct. We, we actually go directly to our end customers or the service companies um, that work with them, but it's not, at least not yet, a distributor model. And on the pathogen detection, it's, it's still very new, so 
it's really an intern. We're uh, we're really uh, building that um, that sales channel from scratch. And so for right now, it's completely internal and and our own uh, our own people. Okay. And the geography you sell into is it more regional or nationwide or, or international? It is nationwide. We're, 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 we, we sell to all 50 states and Puerto Rico. We sell opportunistically elsewhere, but you know, well over 99% of our sales are going through um, uh, are going to to the 50 states and Puerto Rico. Okay. And are you making filters yourself? We are uh, the, on the medical side. We are the manufacturer of record. We contract that work out to a company in Italy that's been doing it for 35 years. Um, so we and we have an exclusive with them. We think they're the best manufacturer of hollow fiber filters, uh, perhaps in the world. And so we have a, a, a great relationship there. Um, and then on the uh, commercial side. We manufacture our own filters using components that we purchase from various sources. Okay. How about um, supply chain? A- any issues there? Really not. Um, we, when the pandemic happened or started a couple of years ago, um, Italy was a big hot spot in those days, and so we we put our pedal to the metal, so to speak, and bought a ton of filters just to make sure that we had no interruptions. But it turned out there were no interruptions, and we've, we've um, uh, gone through that inventory long ago. Uh, the shorter answer to your question is no. We really have no supply chain issues to speak of, you know, a one- or two-week delay here and there, but, but nothing to worry about. And how about scaling? Are you near capacity? Or are you able to scale? We are. We are. We have um, supply chain in place for much, much more than we're currently selling. You know, it, it's the thesis of Nefros in all of our businesses that that we are we're building a company that can be a fifty million dollar company without changing its infrastructure. This is not a you know a, a two person startup in a garage. Uh, this is a real company with uh, with ERP systems and with with warehouses and 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 so forth. So our scalability is is just not an issue. What's a, a typical sale look like dollar wise, and and what's the the revenue model? I think you you mentioned razor razor blade. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually just razor blade. We we don't really have a razor. Um, the you, know, you just buy the filter, and then when it when it uh, uh, when it expires, you 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 simply replace it. Okay. Um, but the I'm sorry, you you asked the question and I forgot. No, no, the, no. Uh, you you, you answered that. Um, and, and how about gross margins? Gross margins run 55 to 60 percent, pretty consistently. We just had um, a, a rare blip on that, where our gross margin was 53 percent. And that was because of, of, A, the increased shipping costs associated with the current supply chain issue, and, B, some uh, slow-moving product that we had to write off. But we generally run 55%, 60%. Okay. And so what area do you see as the, the biggest growth area for you or nearest-term growth? 
Well, it's a horse race, isn't it? <laughs> Where, uh, um, you know, we, we, we have three business segments. We have filtration, pathogen detection, and uh, a, a, an unrelated subsidiary called specialty renal products, which I can talk about, but is not commercially, it is not generating revenue yet. Um, uh, and we believe that all three of the filtration segments and um, certainly the commercial segment have the ability to grow uh, into many multiples of what they are today. If I had to guess, over the next two or two to four years, the hospital, which is currently our largest, is in a horse race with commercial for being the largest. And then if I look down five to seven years, frankly, the pathogen detection business could catch up to either of those uh, because we think, it's got, uh, we think it's got a lot of runway in front of it. So what's the biggest gating factor that inhibits growth or further growth? That's a good question. Um, and it's not, it, it probably, the answer probably varies depending on what part of the business we're talking about. Uh, in the core hospital business, it's really a matter of volume. We've already established um, uh, a, a business that grew for 15 consecutive quarters at an average of 60% year on year. Um, up, right up through the beginning of the pandemic, and then there's been some hiccups since then, but we're, we're right back where we were. And, you know, getting that to scale is frankly a matter of, it's a numbers game. You know, we already have a business model, and we've got a, we're doubling the size of our uh, regional sales manager network. We um, have a much more sophisticated marketing organization than we did a year ago. And, uh, you know, we'll, you'll see a new website coming out in the next couple, month or two. You'll see um, lead generation that's going on behind the scenes on the website. We've got a much more robust implementation of some of the tools like, uh, you know, Salesforce automation. So on that business, it's, it's, really, it's really a numbers game and, a, and a, a game that's, I think it's a pretty straight line to scale it. Uh, in the... Um, in the dialysis side, it, it requires it, – it, it's much more highly leveraged, and I think it requires only um, more effort from a dedicated person or two. So I think that, that one is, is pretty well self-developing. And then on the commercial side, I think that winning this, this large account is the beginning, you know, not – not within a week or two, but within uh, the short to medium term, I think that being able to announce that we service one of the major uh, QSRs or quick service restaurants in the country, that we're in several hundred other uh, convenience stores and um, many hotels, uh, will start to, that, that word will start to get around and, and awareness uh, will come. I mean, look, Nephros is a small company, and it is still emerging. But I think we've got the infrastructure in place. I think we've got the customer focus and customer centricity in place. Um, and I think that time and careful investment and, uh, and also careful management of our capital uh, will bring us to uh, great success in the coming years. 
Okay, and so you know the reference accounts, you know that can be a driver. What are, what else is a key driver for you? Um, technology on the pathogen detection side, we are we have to uh, we have to have the the best testing in the country, which we're in the process of developing, and um, we have to have. I, I think reference accounts and, and success in the marketplace is, uh, is everything. Uh, we have the, the underlying business, what I should say are the, we have the, the businesses outline. We're not trying to develop new markets, new businesses right now. What we're trying to do is execute. So frankly, the, uh, the, the short answer is just execution. Okay. And as we monitor Nephros over the next 12 months, what are some of the events or catalysts we should look for? Well, we, I, we haven't talked at all about specialty renal products, which is that third business segment that I mentioned. We have a product there that um, is, to keep the story short, is basically a bolt-on for dialysis machines a bolt-on machine that improves the quality of dialysis. And we are the only company in the country that has this technology approved by the FDA. It's called HDF. And the older version of the HDF product, while it worked fine uh, clinically, it was not comfortable to use for the medical staff. And so it wasn't successful. We have rebuilt that into a much simpler device, and we're in the process of getting that approved by the FDA. So um, we, are, we, we submitted back in 2021. We got comments in December, and we will be uh, resubmitting in March or April of this year. And you know, by middle of the year, we think we'll have FDA clearance on a new and very important product, uh, which could very much, uh, you know, increase the the market cap for the company. And then it's really all a matter of revenue for the rest of the company for the filtration and for pathogen detection. I think the world is looking for revenue growth from Nephros, and I think that over the coming quarters, that's what we'll deliver. Very good. Well, Andy, thanks for taking the time and sharing the Nephro story. Uh, Jeff, it was my pleasure, and uh, thanks for the great questions.